strapped in the trenches Making moves going all out Every day handle business You know that the hustle don't stop Got my team, let's get it Reviewing books and talk stocks Steady keep it moving So you gon' wanna tune in Get Lowdown, it's an app Get local food on demand Delivery right to your home Everything in the palm of your hand Took hard work and dedication Come through, join the conversation This is history up in the making We just wanna be an inspiration Hey, let's go Welcome to another episode of Bootstrapped in the Trenches. We've got the whole crew here. We figured we'd go live while talking about our roadmap because we're, uh, we are a few months from the fall semester starting, even though we're still in the spring semester. With our business, we always have to plan ahead. So we're now going over our travel roadmap to get back to being able to pass out free and see everybody, which naturally we were not able to do during the pandemic. So yeah, that's where we're at. We're in the process of figuring out how to have all of our ducks in a row and have enough community presence across the board. And it's never easy because I feel like there's not one right answer. And, you know, we have to be strategic. We're in a very competitive industry in saying that we are all about community building and grassroots marketing. And in order for our business to thrive, we have to get to know a lot of you in the markets on an intimate basis. So what's up, Ed Cookie Jarvis? Calling you Wednesday, buddy. We got to get Ed doing some food contests in our college towns. I'm sure the frat kids would love that. Ed's, yeah. uh, we've been having some good conversations. He's going to be helping out with this next project a lot. Um, but yeah, it's Dan and Corey, what are your thoughts here heading into this roadmap conversation for the travel? No, just that like, you know, up until this point, it's been easy for us to do ground marketing and guerrilla marketing just because we've been at that age where it's easy to kind of not stand out in a college and blend in with students and do guerrilla grassroots marketing where you're like giving out free lighters and pizzas and stuff like that. I really think this year the trips need to be around us like tidying up how we manage and going about it where instead of us like leading by example and almost taking over the marketing, which is how it's always been because we just want to make sure it gets done and we know we're only there for a couple weeks. So we want to make sure like all those conversations get had. Uh, we want to leave feeling like we have a team that like really knows what they're doing and feels like and feeling like we have a team that maybe could replicate what we do or 25% of it, you know, instead of feeling like we need to do it all. I think that's always been something we've struggled with. And when we talk about scaling and trying to go into new markets, the way it's going to really work is us really feeling like we grasp how to have a team in a market on the ground when we're not there. So that's kind of what I've been thinking about. Yeah. How to clone ourselves without cloning ourselves. Or just making it where our energy when we're on the ground, like when we do the ground marketing for our viewers, it's awesome. It's almost stressful going into it because you know there's going to be just six weeks of literally blood, sweat, and tears. The, the blood comes from all the paper cuts you get on these boxes of merch that you're opening and like giving out to the masses. And the sweat comes from just the time of year it is, which is the summer. But it's so much fun because you're having all these conversations with students who are pumped to be getting free stuff and to be interacting with people. You end each day super sunburnt, super tired, super sweaty, and it's rewarding. But it almost like the way I'm looking at it now as you know, we're all in our 30s and we've been doing this for over a decade is for it to really be rewarding. 
we almost want the day to end where instead of us feeling exhausted from having 10,000 conversations a week, that energy that would go into that is now going into having the five people that were paying hourly help us really, really doing it right. And like, that's where our energy is going. So over the next year, we have these people that understand guerrilla marketing the way that we envision it for our company. And at the end of each day, our conversations are about how they're doing more, more so than like, oh man, like what a lot we talked to 10,000 people. I think that's how we like ultimately see this train continue and see us able to scale. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think if we have people on the ground that we can, you know, split up and then go manage individually and then maybe come back to Boulder where we all just crush it and take our home back and absolutely nail it. Like, then I, I think that's a great call. As long as we have people on the ground that we can trust and go there and show them, you know, and manage them and make sure they're doing it correctly. Did you guys watch that WeWork documentary, by the way? Yeah. Yeah, I watched it last yeah, night. The one thing, I mean, obviously there was a ton of things in that that were super interesting for our listeners and viewers. You should check it out. It's on Hulu. It's about the rise and fall of, of uh, WeWork. But the one of the things that I thought was not even interesting, it's obvious, but sometimes I think we overlook it, is people who are working, they want to be working and they want to feel like what they're doing is important or making a difference. I think we're in an era where very few people want to work to just make a buck. Like that's not as prevalent as it once was. I think people are looking for jobs that kind of speak to them and people are looking for jobs that allow them to feel like they're making a difference. So like at the end of the day, when they're in a conversation with their friends and they're talking about what they do, it's not like, oh, you know, I'm going to my accounting job. It's like, I'm working for this awesome new company. And obviously WeWork was great at that because they did that whole summer camp thing where all their employees would basically, I mean, it was crazy. To show up somewhere that a lot of people don't want to be at. Exactly. The whole thing was crazy. (laughs) But the reality of it is I'm sure... And this is kind of how it's been with like the startup culture with these VC driven companies that raise billions of dollars. The first thing they do is create this like really fun work atmosphere where you're like, you feel like cool working for that company. And obviously that's not what I'm saying we're going to be able to do on this level, but we definitely should think about it less like, Oh, can we trust these people? More so like people who are signing up to work for us, they're into the whole like support local, push local. And I think if we kind of like feed off that and feed off the fact that the people want to be a part of that, we'll just look at this differently and be way more successful with it. It's funny you say that. I think one of the coolest things was when I first started working for you guys and when I was, but I was still in college. And one of the benefits that I had was I would always come home with free food. Maybe it'd be like Papa John's handing out pizzas. There'd always be a few left over. Pita Pit and my friends would always be down to help me because I would come home and I'd have a few sandwiches for them. I'd always take home, you know, a few things for my friends. And they thought Pizza on Menus was the coolest thing, mainly because of they were always getting hooked up with free food. Whether they went and they worked for us and, you know, they'd have a slice of Papa John's while passing it out or whatever it is. That, that was a huge thing to them. And they did think it was like the coolest thing ever. And it was a sense of community for my whole, for all of my friends. And there was like 10 of us. Yeah. Like we, we basically, what's cool is you, you can create your own community with employees by hiring them. And then instead of us feeling like the only way we get new users is us on the ground and talking to new users, 
all of a sudden we have people that truly do believe in our vision, which is that there still is a need for local companies who go about things in a different way. Like, I think if we just strip this down to what it is, we're this local company competing against Uber and DoorDash. There's a lot of people that would be a part of that fight. And I think, you know, if they're signing up for it, we already have a winner who like likes the idea of conversing with people and trying to like talk up the underdog. And I think we got to like use that for advantage more. I mean, yeah, that's all about people making sense of storylines in their day to day. That's really what it comes down to. It's a narrative yeah. and having enough people buying into that notion for their life. And it's not for everybody. That's another thing. You can't sell everybody on something. It's just, that's the case for any type of product service. So yeah, I, I, I agree with you guys fully on all that. I think finding those people just again, re revolves around the grassroots efforts to begin with where when we've always seen that over the years, the, like Corey, you just highlighted giving out free food to your roommates and then feeling enticed to, oh, let me help Corey out. I love free food. That's what someone's seeing that on campus. And then being like, oh man, this seems like a cool gig. So that that's what we've seen. It's, it's like anything, there's no shortcuts. This is all a hands-on guerrilla type of tactic. When you think yeah, about I'll it. Even I'll even admit, like in the past, when we would have ground marketers that would make hourly in our markets, I never looked at it the way that I'm starting to. I literally looked at it like these people would rather be done and on the couch than actually working right now. So I'm going to go about treating this like there's people who truly aren't interested in doing this. And, and yeah, of course, that resonates either way. Yeah, and that's just not, I really don't think that's how it is. Even like with this new TikTok initiative that we're doing, where we're reaching out to people who clearly know what they're doing on TikTok to try and have them make some things for our brand in it. Like the first question that some of them ask, we're not even question, they're basically saying like, hey, to like explain, like tell me about your brand. Like what's up with your brand? And so I hear that and I'm thinking to myself like, man, all these years when we've been, hiring people to go pass out lighters there's been very few times where we even sit them down and say like hey this is what our brand's all about here's the history here's how it got started like this is what we're trying to do this is what we're up against yeah and we're like hey here's a thousand lighters go on this corner pass it out tell people to use hungry buffs and they're like all right and they go do it but they're definitely not like oh man like that's a pretty cool vision these guys have let me let me preach that like and that's kind of what we were successfully did accomplish but you know there's something to be said for just having that charisma with people where they kind of believe it because they want so you know that that's yeah kind of i mean that's like we always talk about that's how anyone makes sense of any action they take in the world is there's a storyline behind it and they act so that's what this is. It's the consistency around the right storyline to engulf people in what we're up to and making them feel like it's empowering them and making their lives better. That, that's really the name of the game with marketing in any fashion. So I, I think we know what has to get done here and we have a, a lot of work ahead and we're going to make it happen. I, I think everyone's antsy to hit the ground running here and ensure that that actually leads to community building the way we want it to.
and not just the label of community building, which I know a lot of people love throwing around these days. We really do take pride in spending the time, the concerted efforts to make connections and give us your time too. So we're very excited to be back in Boulder, back in Bloomington, back in Logan, Ogden, Flagstaff, Las Cruces. And it's, it's going to be fun. We got a lot going on, a lot of kids to give free food to. And uh, we're excited to get to town. And I don't know where quiz game Sean is. Parker Penlington is having some issues with timeliness lately. Yeah, I mean, technically, though, that doesn't start till 445, which is in one yeah. So, Technically, Dion's is uh, four minutes late. Though, having him come on late because, like, it allows us to talk about things. If we just dive right into a game show, there's well, no that's why we have him come on not at the beginning. Exactly. So, like, let him come on whenever he wants. I feel like there's just a lot. Uh, I mean, I'm obviously giving him shit, but without pen, pen you would think with Parker trying to build up a game show, he'd be on time with the with his main production source. For sure. Well, this week doesn't matter, but usually we're like. You know, trying to get an interview on at five. Yeah. But yeah, that'll be lots of fun things to navigate. I think Dan, Corey, and I were toying around the notion of us getting shirts for B-Town and Buffs, like with QR codes, excuse me, on them, that like just prompts people to get free menu items. That could be cool. I also think we might still have like a decent amount of shirts in our storage. Well, that'd be great. That that would be great. We also we should get ourselves decked into call to action things to just be rocking on going on the ground, where someone is able to like be in the mentality of oh let me take a snapshot of that dude. Like we want that. We need to be walking advertisements on top of us talking. It needs to talk to them yeah, too. QR code on a shirt. Interesting, right? It's be so sick. Someone's just in class. And someone in back room snaps it and gets some free slice of pizza. <laughs> There's so much we could do with that. When you, when you think about community experience generation, that sums it up. You have a constant hot dog at the end of the string. It's an interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And we could put a we could put a call to action on the back of the shirt with a QR code that just says like, you know, scan for something, scan for whatever. But and for free pizza. Kind of like the early Facebook days. Remember with Ellie Gerhauser, Lewis's guy, where we set up that whole thing to get people to opt in with their email for a free pizza? We could just yeah. streamline that and have them just scan it on our shirt and prompt them to download our app. I like it. Yeah. So that when we think about walking advertising. Speaking of a shirt, where's Jeff Ball at with the store? Yeah, he, I mean, he set it up. He's got to add so, way more stuff. So what are, what's like, how do we kind of get the word out? Like, what's the link? How can I, I check it out? I think we should add, we should definitely do an email blast. We should put banners on all of our sites where it's like, you know, merch now available. What's the link? Something. I don't, he said, he texted us the link. It's a little bit long. We need to, we need to like come up with, we nice. need to come up with the domain name. And we should also create a coin on BitCloud for it. I don't yeah, see why not. Just, just like toying around an idea here, I, I don't see why we couldn't rip a page out of Barstool's book and do kind of what Portnoy did with the whole Barstool GoFundMe on a local level where like Corey's got all these creative yeah. ideas for shirts and sweatshirts. Why not like every week or month 
we make it where it's co-branded with a certain restaurant where half the sales go to that restaurant. And we kind of pitch it as like a, look, this is what we're doing to help the restaurants in our town over the next six to 12 months. It's obviously been a rough ride for them. And we make cool merch. It's got cool stuff on it. Buy it and the restaurant will get half the- I like that a lot. Yeah, right? and then they, they're incentivized to push it too. We can even do it one step further. Like Mike, when I was telling you, I don't know how we would go about this, but like the one thing I gathered when we had the CU advertising classes present to us and they were like, oh, you know, your fees are a little bit higher than the competition. If you got a reason for them to be higher, that's one thing. But right now you don't, blah, blah, blah. It'd be interesting if they were even slightly higher for us to be able to afford what about to say. And that's that if like we basically had almost like a free parking monopoly style promotion where it was just known once a week that a dollar from all the orders were gonna go to a restaurant in our markets. And I like we're, that. we're gonna draw it out of a hat. Each week it was gonna be a different restaurant. And it could be the same restaurant, or maybe it's each week, maybe it's each month. It could be the same restaurant we can merge with. So like for example, in Boulder, Let's say it's April and it's like, hey, this month you can get, you know, delivery or not even get delivery. All of the orders that come in through our site, a dollar of each order is going to go to Hoppa Sushi to help them get through this pandemic. That's interesting. That, you can figure out how to make that seamless. On top of that, we made these dope ass shirts. And, you know, if you buy it, they'll get half the proceeds. Talk about a way to get restaurants dialed in and, like, feeling way yeah, more money to partner with us. Well, also getting them to give specials when we're doing that with that restaurant. When you think yeah. about it, it's like, hey, we're giving these to you, these proceeds from these things. Give us a deal ongoing that's exclusive. Yeah, I mean, the, the way that it would be seamless, it's just whether or not, you know, we would obviously need to jack up our fees to pay for it. And then, like, if our fees were a dollar higher because of this, is that going to make people not want to order? I mean, or, we need to be our these freshmen. We can't be giving any fees. Well, no, the freshmen, we could set something up where you know, freshmen who come in, we put on a free delivery subscription. We can get freshmen people, freebies. So we can give anyone on campus free delivery. Like at the end of the day, our business is supported by the community. So if all if we don't really get that many orders from freshmen anymore, we get orders from like families, business offices, et cetera. I'm talking about Boulder. Bloomington is kind of different, but similar thing. Like if we all of a sudden started getting 300 orders a day and it was all freshmen and they were all free delivery, great, bring it on. It's not like we're losing money on those orders. We're not making much, but I'm all about the whole, let's give freshmen free delivery. Let's go ham on it from the beginning. Let's like partner up with Flatiron Meal Plan, which we're already integrated with and have them push it to people who well, suck. That's what we need is them pushing, like listen, Hungry Buffs, any freshman gets free delivery all yeah. year. Well, we're actually then they have no reason not to use us. Yeah. Well, we're at, um, that's one of the things I'm curious to see how it does. We're running a free delivery promotion right now with them for the month of April for their card holders. And I told them that we'll start giving him a different deal each month. Because at the end of the day, that's a great partnership we have. Big There's time. thousands of people that are signed up with the Flatiron Meal Plan. And the only way to use it for delivery is on Hungry Buffs. Well, that's why I think there's certain loyalty to Hungry Buffs is because of that. Big time. We get good amount of orders from it. The one thing that we do have to do is integrate it into our app. Right now, you could only order it on the website. So, like, remember when yeah. Ian hit us up? Ian didn't even know about it. It's. I think that's a relationship we have to push harder going into the fall. Well, man, and we we definitely need that have an app integration because no Fred, no college we'll, we'll kid is going to use that on a desktop. We'll have it going. We'll have it going into the fall. Awesome. Well, yeah. on that note, we got Parker Penlington here. Hello, everybody. He's in turn, so it's bad tech today.
Actually, uh, I was partying late in the studio with Sly and the Family Stone, and uh, they had to fumigate the place afterwards. So we're coming to you from an undisclosed location. How are we doing, everybody? Oh, boy. Gosh, the Twitter is blowing up right now. They want to know what happened in the background. The, the normal song. Parker's back to his old degenerate ways here. Parker's on the run from the law. What can I tell you? We can't show yep. anything identifying. I have a feeling you got into some trouble this weekend, Parker. Fiverr getting slammed after hours as, as the news circulates that Parker Pemlington is uh, bombshelling his, his live performance here. Wow. Well, bombshelling or I'm just bombed, one or the other. Let's find out. <laughs> Who's going to win today, Corey? I'm definitely winning, Parker. I have a good feeling for that one. And uh, with that, let's start with you first since you lost last week. Uh, your categories are Dan Goes Bananas, Bob <laughs> Rolanding for Apples, Money Mike, Breakfast Cereal, Corey's Coffee, or Brand Loyalty. Let's go with uh, breakfast cereal. Breakfast cereal, actually titled Breakfast is for Sellers, created in 1945. This was the original name of Cheerios. Was it Crunchy Hoops, Oat, oat Hoops, Morning O's, or Cheerios? What was the last one? Cheerios, as in Cheerios that are made of oats. I'm going to go with... Um... Tell me, sorry, tell me the second option one more time. Was it Morning uh, O's? All the options in a row are Crunchy Hoops, Oat Loops, Morning O's, or Cheerios. I'll go with Oat Loops. Oat Loops, and I'm sorry, it is Cheerios. Cheerios. Yeah, weird name to begin with. Corey, off to a rough start, getting going here. Dan, how was your week this week? It was good. It was good. Yeah, anything eventful? Uh, not really. There you go, Dan. Just uh, did nothing this week but smoke weed and play golf. Your categories are Dan Goes Bananas, Bob Rolanding for Apples, Money Mike, Coffee, Co Corey's Coffee, and Brand Loyalty. It's actually one of the most accurate statements you've ever said. And I wasn't even listening to the choices because I was so focused on how accurate that statement was. You're going to have to repeat that. They are... Uh, the categories are Dan smoked weed right before this, uh, and Dan goes bananas, Bob Rolanding for apples, Money Mike, uh, Corey's Coffee, and Brand Loyalty. Brand Loyalty. Brand Loyalty. As of May uh, 2018, Dan Gorski is credited with eating 30,000 of this fast food sandwich in his lifetime, by far the world record. He claims to eat two a day since 1972. What sandwich is it? Is it the Whopper, the KFC chicken sandwich, the Wendy's hamburger, or the Big Mac? This was the guy who they made the show about, right? The Super Size Man? There's been a few documentaries featuring him, yes. Oh, was it the Whopper or the Big Mac? Was it even McDonald's? I, is this the guy I'm thinking of, or am I getting tricked here? 30,000 sandwiches in a lifetime. What was the guy's name? Dan Gorski. I'm going KFC. He's going KFC. He's wrong. <laughs> oh, you were on the track with it. It was the Big Mac. He's oh, the man. McDonald's. Yeah, I thought you had that. Was it? The, was it that guy? Was that the guy that they did the Super Size Me show on? I haven't seen it. I'm uh, living in 1976. 
You different guy. Now, right? Different guy. Damn it. I, th I figured that was so obvious, the McDonald's, because that's what they've done the documentaries on. But I was like, it's got to be KFC. Well, let's see. Uh, the, the man the show is all about, Mike Poland, everybody. He's uh, lean. He's mean. Is he going to win this week? He's got, he looks angry. He looks determined. He does. Let's see if he gets this question right. Dan goes bananas. Bob Rolanding for apples. Money Mike. <laughs> and Corey's Coffee. I'll, Bob I'll go with Corey's Coffee. Corey's Coffee. I love when you guys choose the names that aren't yours. What country consumes by far the most coffee per capita? Is it Indonesia, Finland, Italy, or Turkey? Which one? I'm going with Indonesia. Indonesia, good guess, sounds right, but I'm sorry. It's actually Finland. Finland, wow. 3.5 cups per day per I person. I that one. Yeah, pretty, pretty uh, crazy country. Look, I'm actually shocked you said Indonesia. They mainly drink tea out there. You remember that. Clearly, I don't, or I wouldn't have chosen it. <laughs> All I remember was the shit coffee from the monkeys. So I was thinking, hey, <laughs> the monkey mountain. Well, everyone's off to a rough start, which is good news for Corey, since he got the first round wrong. You're going to make a comeback here, I feel like. What do you think, Corey? Yeah, I mean, uh, not much of a comeback I have to make. I just got to get one right. Yeah. That's true. Remember, the Daily Double is still floating around out there. And your categories are Dan Goes Bananas, Bob Rollanding for Apples, and Money Mike. I've got to go with Bob Rollanding. Bob Rollanding for Apples. Apples are one of many fruits that float. Which of these fruits does not float? Is it bananas, mangoes, zucchinis, or pomegranates? Oh, pomegranates. Easy. Ooh, that sounds right because it is. Oh, wow. Job, Do Corey. not float. Oh, Very boy. Good. good job, Corey, staying out of the well, basement. Uh, Dan, can you do the same? Can you catch up? What are we thinking? I think so. I'm feeling good about this one. I'm feeling good, too. How was the golf this week, Dan? It was good. I'm starting to get my phone slowly but surely. Honestly, I've been having back issues, and I'm, I'm feeling good right now. Dan's having back issues. What else is new? Dan back issues Roland. Your categories are Dan goes bananas and money Mike. I'm going to do money Mike. Money Mike. And uh, that's a good choice because that's our daily double. I knew it. He always makes the one about Mike, the daily double. And since wow. you noticed that, we're going to see if that happens next week. <laughs> what is the most expensive vegetable in the world by the pound? Is it Labanay potatoes, wasabi root, pink lettuce, Yamashita spinach, or hop shoots? Talk about throwing darts blind in a room. 100%. This That's is a so wild. Yeah. Devil. yeah, I'm going pink lettuce. Pink lettuce, that's wrong. It's actually the cheapest one on the list at $10 per pound. So you should get a negative point for that, but we'll let you slide. Mike or Corey for the steal? Say the uh, questions again. You got La Bonet potatoes, wasabi root, Yamashita spinach, or hop shoots? Yamashita spinach. And Corey? I'll go with the root, whatever the root was. There, oh, wasabi root, and that is everybody's wrong. Oh my god, 
The answer is actually hop shoots at $426 per pound. Wow. Yeah. They're very small and need to be harvested by hand. Dan, it looks like you're in the basement, but Mike, are you going to join them? No. Well, you got Dan Goes Bananas. Which country grows the most bananas in the world? Is it India, China, Brazil, or the Philippines? Wow. This is so easy. What are you talking about? This is so easy. I'd love to find out what Dan thinks the answer is. Yeah, Dan's definitely <laughs> wrong here, is the reality. Oh, man. Man, I, I want to say Brazil, but I feel like that's a trap. China even grow bananas, though. Oh, I'm going to go Brazil. Brazil, and you got it. What's the most obvious answer ever? Like, you only give them one South American country? Well, it was too know. easy that I, it almost trapped me into getting it wrong. All the bananas come from that part of the world, and he only gave you one country from that part of the world. That's what made it tricky, though, because it was almost, like, too easy of a trick. But that's what Parker's starting to do. He's Parker, though, got me, he almost got me on that. I almost said China. Exactly. I try to outsmart everyone by making you double think it. So and Dan's this, in the basement. What a shot. A round of applause for Dan this week. Dan, did you uh, flush your package down the toilet? Did the dog eat it? What's the excuse this week? I actually have like six of your packages. <laughs> I was going to send you a text. Perfect. I don't even know where to put these things anymore. Well, pull one out. Let's get through them. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go grab one real quick. Nice. Finally, there we're getting go. to see Dan penalized here, Corey. It's amazing. Yeah. We actually have a special Parker. Corey and I are in the same location. Oh, luckily, I left it just at the base of my stairs. So I didn't have to Miss Marie just gave a golf cart across my entire condo. This better be something. It might be. Let's find out. Dan losing. This is always fun. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Corey and Mike actually are in the same location. Yep. Clamdy, when are you getting down here? Clamdy canes. These are probably pretty good. Clam flavor candy canes. Oh, I were these weeks ago. I'm looking forward to someone <laughs> pretty eating. Pretty good. I'm glad I'm loving vicariously for you on this one, Dan. Clamdy canes. Candy canes flavored like clams. So far, all the flavored stuff that you've sent me that's supposed to taste bad has been good. Dan sniffing candy cans. There it goes. How is it, Dan? He needs some uh, linguine. I mean, it's not like good, but it's not disgusting. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> not bad yeah, enough. Not bad. It's not bad enough for what this is supposed to be. Unreal. But, yeah, like foods that I guess are supposed to be Man, gross. But I think they like purposely make it taste tolerable, or else what's the point of making it? Like the chocolate covered worms you sent me were amazing. I ate them all. Did you really? That's they were good. really, they were like legitimately good. They tasted like just pieces of chocolate. I loved it. That's unacceptable, Parker. Like the fact that he's enjoying the food you've given him. This, I, like, this doesn't even taste like clams at all. It doesn't taste like a normal candy cane. Don't get me wrong. Mm. I can't put my finger on what it tastes like. It tastes kind of weird. Linguine uh, and clam sauce minus the clams and linguine. It just tastes like a weird flavor, but it's not like bad. It's not good. I, I really don't know how to describe it. Well, leave them out for guests to try. Does yours taste like sweet at all? Because the mac and cheese one I had, it was like, yeah. it tasted a little sweet. It's definitely sweet. It's like, it's oh, candy. Wow. It, it tastes sweet. 
God, <laughs> could you believe that UCLA game? I bet money Damn, line. That was insane. I liked money line in my brain. I thought they were going to win before. Me too. I just had this weird feeling, and I was like, I'm betting UCLA money line. It was like plus 800. I, that's yeah. the, the UCLA point guard with the dreads. Yeah. He's a beast. He played great. He looks like Jay Cole. Oh, Tiger. Yeah. Tiger. The guy was also amazing on UCLA. Yeah. I'm a big yeah. fan yeah. of him. Mick Cronin, hell of a coach. I'm a big fan of him. That was just such a wild game, the way that all went down. I, I was, oh, my God. Speaking of college basketball, we, have to, we forgot to mention Mike Woodson, new coach of IU. No, you mentioned it last week. Last week? Yeah. Or maybe no, that was new. That's new news. Oh, it is? Yeah. When did that get announced? I think a few days ago. Gotcha. So that, that was great to see. We got our guy, Stan Corey, uh, David, Dale Davis's son. So who do you guys think wins tonight, Baylor? No. Man, this, tonight's going to be a good game. I like Gonzaga. Corey, I looked at the brackets for the first time today, not our company one, but the big Hoosier one, and you're one ahead of me. Both of, us, both, really? of us, both of us are out, though. Both of us have Baylor beating Gonzaga in the finals. I know. It's so annoying. I got so – my bracket got busted everywhere else. Parker, yeah. are you on your signature exit? Uh, that's right. And with that, this has been With My Bones Lunch. Congratulations, Corey and Mike, for signing by. And uh, Dan, I'll get you next time. This is Parker Pendlington telling everyone to go f yourselves. <laughs> See you next week. There he is. Parker, the one and only Parker Pendlington. Really appreciate everyone tuning in. Please, if you could leave us a review, it would mean a lot. We're really trying to boost those reviews up on uh, Apple or Spotify, Bootstrapped in the Trenches. You could also find that in our my BitClout profile. I did put uh, Bootstrapped in the Trenches on there as well. And BitCloud is still on three weeks later. So any more thoughts on that, guys, before we tune out? You know, I do have some thoughts, actually. Not thoughts, but there is something that's been going around with BitCloud that people need to be aware about who are on BitCloud, and that's that people are – signing up as people that they're not and taking influencers that are not on there yet and disguising them, stealing their pictures as a mm -hmm. scam. You know what was crazy, Mike, was last night on that clubhouse hangout, I'm not going to mention his name, but the, the host, he basically said at one point that he has done that without saying it. I don't know if he slipped. No, I, I think he meant that happened to him. No, he said that he has taken every phone number and email of family members he has to make multiple accounts, which was like oh, the shit. I didn't hear that. Really? Yeah, no one said anything when he said it. I was like, what? Yeah. It's, That's uh, not legal. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, it's complete. I know. I yeah, know. that and that whole thing, that's where clearly like anything, you're going to see regulation, right? At some point, if this thing takes off on a life of its own still. Well, it's a very easy scam right now to be able to go do that when you think about it. There's so many people that you could do that as. And well, that's why I always suggest, and you heard me last night say it on there, unless you know, I only have purchased coins of people I know. Did you see that the prime minister of Singapore like came yeah. out and was like, that was crazy. I mean, dude, Lisa Su, the woman, the head of AMD, quote unquote, followed me yesterday. Lisa Su. And obviously it wasn't her. So yeah. you have to have your wits about you in the terms of like, let's be real. Like, take your ego out of this. If you see a CEO of a publicly trading company following you on there right now, it's not them. 
Yeah. No, in point. Like I've had that happen with a few, like a tech stars founder. It's interesting it's, because BitCloud, like it seems like everyone knows about it, but like no one really seems to be talking about well, it. Well, it's because they don't have an off ramp yet. And I, that was by design. You'll have natural skepticism until you can withdraw from something. Please. Like a person that I saw who's this girl I follow on Twitter that's a pretty big following that tweeted like, hey, this person on BitCloud's not me. It, it was very like, it wasn't like, what what the hell's BitCloud? It was so casual as if it was just like Instagram. Because it's happened so much already where now it's like, that's the norm where people are expecting it not to be them. That's what I mean though. Everyone kind of seems to know about it now. Yeah. It, it, like it, it is, but it's like, I, I swear, no, like none of my friends have any idea what it is. And Same. I keep thinking like I keep talking about it, like everyone else knows about it because of just the conversations with us. But everyone else is like, "What the hell is BitCloud?" <laughs> it also shows, though, when you think of anything like early on, like we this is very early still in this. I know we've known about it from our circle for a while, but even when you look at any product in history, when it's an early adoption phase, no one knows about it. Yeah. Let's be real. Like when you yeah. see the initial, this is equivalent to me of like the new version of an Apple iPhone before like it's publicized and you have a few people just trying it, but no, none of their circle knows about it because yeah, exactly. no one has it. Right. So it, it's been fascinating regardless though. So on that note, it's all I got pretty hungry here, Dan, what's for dinner tonight before this final game? That, that's a really good question. What are you guys doing? Corey and I are definitely going to order some wings and what else? What are we doing? Pizza maybe or yeah, maybe pizza? Are you going to watch the game at your place? Probably. Nice. Also, we got a cloud hour with Blau and Jake Udell at 10 p.m. Eastern. Is that more big cloud stuff? Well, no, that's the fun. Like last week, you guys missed that Mike Posner. Mom and dad were in on it. It was sick. There was like a world-class poet on there and Mike po uh, Posner did a performance. Tonight, it's Blau. Yeah, okay. So well, if you want to tune in. That's the concert. Yeah, that's the cloud yeah. hour every week. Good stuff. Tune in. Bootstrapped in the trenches. Thank you. Until next week. Take care and dive into a food coma with us. Let's go. Bootstrapped in the trenches, making moves going all out. Every day handle business. You know that the hustle don't stop. Got my team, let's get it. Reviewing books and talk stocks. Steady keep it moving. So you gon' wanna tune in. Get Lowdell, it's an app. Get local food on demand. Delivery right to your home. Everything in the palm of your hand. Took hard work and dedication. Come through, join the conversation. This is history up in the making. We just wanna be an inspiration. Hey, let's go.